This weekend, as I will be away from the parish, I bring you a homily from Father Ronald Knox on the Gospel of this Sunday. The homily is taken from the Occasional Sermons of Father Knox, number 44, The Shepherd of His People. John chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. The story of the Gospels ends, rather unexpectedly, on a note of repose. Christ, the conqueror of death, still left on earth for a little, but wearing already, under some veil of mortality, that impassable body which will be his forever, is spending his time how? By entertaining his disciples to a picnic meal beside the Lake of Galilee. And perhaps it would be natural enough, somewhere on the hillside, they can see a shepherd looking after his flock, with all the anxious cares of springtime upon him. And perhaps St. Peter, thrilled by the day's great event, the miraculous catch of fish, watches the man a little contemptuously. What a tame life, to be acting as a nursery maid to those woolly creatures, compared with the fisherman's experience, the handling of the boat, the spreading of the nets, the swarm of silver bodies coming up with ripples of reluctance to the surface. It may well have been on such thoughts that our Lord broke in with that threefold question, Do you love me? That threefold commission about the tending of his flock. St. Peter, the impetuous, the adventurous, the man who had just thrown himself into the sea to greet his master, is not, after all, being reserved for the work you might have anticipated. Pioneer work, breaking new ground, as the spearhead of the Christian army. Only for a little will he be employed in the tasks that are congenial to him. Then, increasingly, he will be caught up in the wills of administration, as the guiding and controlling influence in the affairs of the universal church, the prisoner, even in those early days of the Vatican. When he was young, he girded himself and went whither he would. Now, the fisherman is to turn shepherd. By hook or by crook, the world has to be one for Christ. And the crook of the shepherd is needed, not less than the hook of the fisherman, if the church is to hold her own. After all, when the tide is beginning to turn, when the country, which was once a missionary country, is now being organized on nominal Catholic lines, when there are gains to be consolidated and a tradition to preserve, the shepherd's task increases in importance. Feed my lambs, the lambs first, the children first. It is a wintry world our children are born into, a world full of questioning and disillusionment. They have to be nourished from the first with the gracious certainties of Christian truth. If they are to grow up into hardy manhood, proof against the miasma of selfishness and despair. And it is not as it was in the old days when the priest would gather the children of the parish about him or send them to a dame school round the corner, confident that this was the education they would all get. On the contrary, there is a fierce competition to indoctrinate these young minds with a wealth of modern ideals, nobly conceived for the most part, but not ours. And at the same time, they are distracted by a jumble of impressions, good, bad, and indifferent, which they derive from the cinema and the wireless programs. It needs more than a glib repetition of the catechism to counteract such influence as these. 
every fresh movement of population in the diocese reminds the bishop of fresh rises in the cost of building, fresh requirements made by the educational authorities. Whence shall we, he exclaims, like the apostle before him, when shall we provide bread here in the desert? Tend my sheep. The year-old lambs do not look up to the shepherd for food. They seek it out for themselves, all too adventurously. The danger is that they will stray from the fold, climb along the edge of the precipice. The verb then changes. St. Peter is no longer commissioned to feed this new category, but to shepherd them. And the boys and girls who have left school provide their pastors with a fresh form of embarrassment. Those dangerous years, in which liberty has been attained, but not discretion. How to cater for the needs of the adolescent is everywhere a problem, never more so than when they pursue their education, but in the freer air of the university. Who is to ensure that Catholic students, exposed to the influence of so many inadequate philosophies, are at the same time confronted, and effectively, with the eternal truths of religion? Shall we go to the parish clergy? Oh, I don't know, they'll say. You better ask the bishop about that. Once more, it is the responsibility of the diocesan. They say that if you suffer from insomnia, it is a good thing to lie in bed and count sheep jumping over a hedge. For some people, perhaps it may be, but not, I think, for bishops. Feed my sheep. Meanwhile, there is an ordinary handover business of ministering to the needs of the faithful, of shriving them, of housing them, and preaching to them, and arranging for the weddings and the funerals. Surely the parish priest can be trusted to do that. And yet, in reality, is the bishop's responsibility ever more terrifying than when he delegates it? To choose out for the service of the altar only men whose hearts God has touched. To ordain them only when they are ripe for ordination. To post them where they ought to be posted to watch, without seeming to watch, over their labors, to make friends of them and learn their difficulties, to make things easy for them in sickness and in old age. Is that a light task? And beyond that, the merely administrative part of his work, the bishop has to be a priestly model to his clergy, not by a mere facade of edifying behavior, but ex animo, from the soul, deep down in the heart. But who can prove himself worthy of such a calling? It is the custom of Holy Church, when she confers dignities upon her sons, to put them through an interrogation. Do they believe this? Are they competent to do that? Will they undertake to do the other? Our Lord's own method was simpler. He only asked Peter one question, but repeats it three times. Do you love me? Only that, it seems, is indispensable. Let us ask Almighty God, through the prayers of our Blessed Lady, and all the patrons of the diocese, to make our bishop ever more worthy of the task he has undertaken, by giving him ever more love for Jesus Christ, and that the cross which we lay upon him will be carried lightly and joyfully, because it is carried in love.